Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. Hi guys, this is Dio Cassettes, and I'd like to welcome you as guest host. Uh, we'd like to welcome Igor Bezget, a brilliant guitar player from uh, Slovenia. And uh, this is the first time I'm hosting uh, an episode by Dio Cassettes, and this is a phenomenal platform where they promote the upcoming musicians from Delhi University. And also, I think in another few months or years, hopefully, some other musicians from all over the country. and we are at this state of the art facility called uh, soul track studio uh, in the heart of delhi and uh, welcome igor yeah thank you thanks for inviting me absolutely It's let's just put nice our here. instruments away yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah i mean uh, how long have you been in india for igor uh now actually for this my second day second day <laughs> <laughs> i mean for this visit but oh, wow. yeah i i used to come to india last 15 years so my first time in india was exactly actually 15 years ago in january mm-hmm. or beginning february uh, 2005 so sure. then the time we did uh, actually uh, we organized this recording project of the uh, record called uh, Sagar Ragas we name it uh, afterwards but Sagar Ragas yeah Sagar Ragas Sagar. it's like a, a opposite if you read one side is Sagar if you read the other opposite, side yeah. is Ragas so like, like mirror image yeah, yeah it's a mirror image and it has like uh, different meanings also so it was like nice for us <clears throat> how long back was this this was 15 years ago 2005 January and uh, <clears throat> that time I met 
my good friend Sharat Chandra Srivastava, with whom I still work a lot and like he's who he's my for, brother for all those years in music and like Mrigia. we went yeah he's a Mrigia founder actually one of the founders of Mrigia mm. and uh, like we influenced one and another also a lot you know we sure. first time we uh, saw each other playing or like when we met it immediately was clear I'm interesting on what you do and opposite he was interesting in what I do and then that time we met also like uh, 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 Gyan Singh, who is also yeah. a Mrigya member, who, wow. who also recorded with us, and Prashan Trivedi, the tabla player, who was uh, uh, with uh, this Euphoria band. Mm. Uh, but like they was good friends, and so we recorded together that time, and Kanchman Babar was on the mm. flutes, and he later on released some of my music here okay. in India. So that's how it started really beautiful and like through this I uh, start to somehow uh, dig into Indian music when I came home from this uh, my first visit this was like two three weeks here very intense like making music concerts and like going to concerts listening to a lot was my first time that I was exposed to Indian classical music in that on that scale you know so and I was very impressed and uh, after that when I came back home to Slovenia I kind of felt that I have to start to dig into that, you know, I was missing all that, you know, all this, uh, all this time when I was here, this was so normal. So this music was all around me. And Hmm. when I, when you come to this part of the world where I live, this music is not existing. You know, people maybe know Ravi Shankar or even, you know, it's... Because they uh, were popular back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like through Woodstock and through all this hippie movement, Beatles and all that. Like he... 60s. He made... He brought a lot. I mean, actually, first Indian music uh, I heard was through Ravi Shankar and then later on through Shakti. Yeah. And... Uh, but uh, yeah you know like it's empty place for like this sound of music so i saw if i want to have this sound i have to make it i have to dig into that so then that then i started to pick up sarot through my friend damir who learned before by biswajit Chaudhary, and okay. i got myself a teacher biswajit Chaudhary, who is my the Sarod guru and I started to learn and I'm still trying to learn maybe mm. nowadays you know it's well, I have a lot of things to so do. what was your childhood like I mean were you always influenced by like like growing up in Slovenia was it more jazz influenced or was was it more it was, Bach, well, like a, my childhood was not at all music influenced because I was started to play music when I was 16 like That's so late. I was yeah Did I you was start already 16? Yeah, I was ready, uh, like, uh, as a 16, you are, I mean, I was not, but you're a functional man already, you know, so like, it's, you're not a kid anymore, like as a small child, so I, yeah. I didn't learn music, I had, I kind of was a talented guy when I, but uh, I don't know. When you say talented, what do you mean, I mean? Uh, yeah, when, when I was, when sports, I was a kid, uh, no, no, my, uh, musically talented, musically talented, I mean, okay. you know. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, my well, my grandmother used to let me sing 
in front of like some relatives and some like look this little boy how how nice he's singing but <laughs> but later on i somehow i was more interested in science and like research and like i never thought if somebody will tell me when i was 14 even you're gonna be a mus musician in uh, your life i was like <laughs> what's wrong with you man yeah. so like so I did both my sisters. I have two sisters. They went to music school to learn. One was also like a younger sister, sure. still older than me, but because I mm. was the youngest, uh, she is. Uh, she was singing in the opera, actually in the choir. Oh, wow. So that was her. So there was already Western She's retired music. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah Western. I Classical. Mean, obviously Western. You know, because we're like this is the what you learn there what you get there actually is. was there also a balkan yeah. influence i mean balkan uh, influence? like yeah i mean it was slovenia was a part of yugoslavia yeah. i lived a lot of my life as a, as a kid especially in country called yugoslavia at that yeah. time and like yugoslavia is like a nice mixture of cultures different uh, cultures, uh, different cultures. So, 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 yeah but that time that time when i started i did i didn't know much about it it was like was around this was more like times of rock music and it was like mm. 80s you know like we was like crazy rocking and like we want to rock this what we sure. wanted to do but i tend to uh, also listen to to this what they nowadays call progressive music but okay. that time that didn't have name it was like king crimson and okay. like bands I, I love that music and through that i came at some point i mean then then it happened very quickly i started with 16 uh, and immediately after a few months i got my first guitar like sure. first my acoustic we already had some concerts or we made some music already on our own because that time was like that in our place you had to have your own music. Your, I mean, if you have a band, that was a kind of a must. You band plays his own repertoire. You know, like so otherwise you play on uh, the standard on parties or something like you know. But oh. to be, play concerts, it's necessary to have your own music. So for us, it was natural to write music from the start. You know, hmm. so it quickly started. We got after one year I played. We got like this old Yugoslavian that was still in Yugoslavia. Reward for uh, this is seventies. This is eighties. Eighties. Yeah. This is uh, second half. I started like eighty four. I guess or eighty five. I started with guitar. So this was like eighty five six. Yeah. Something like this. So we went with our first rock band because I I tend to listen to like this nowadays say progressive, but that time I tell you King Crimson was. Yeah. Uh, uh, but this was too far for me. I, I just loved this somehow, but I didn't understand nothing about this. Mm. But I understood Deep Purple and like go, 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 like this mm. band. So I was a big fan of Richie Blackmore that oh, time, yeah. you know. So I tend to play the, the, his stuff. But you don't his. play Distortion and all of these other things anymore? I do, you I do? do. I'm a rocker in the bass, so it's I do. I, oh, wow. Yeah, I do a lot. People hate me because of that, you know. So it's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe back don't, home, maybe back don't. Home or? Maybe they just don't love me, you know, like, let's say like that. <laughs> Are you yeah. about India or back home? Everywhere. I play distortion on every continent oh, by okay. now. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, this, I wish there's a rockers and then we got this uh, award on Guitariada was called. This was like a, 
competition of bands or something and we got this reward of uh, uh, like uh, for the best uh, like for audience award we got you know like okay. this and the, uh, the the reward was like book of like some kind of simple things but like for us it meant a lot that time you know then wow. afterwards like in this time i first time actually heard music of miles davis actually mm-hmm. on the radio by a friend of mine he was like because they, we didn't have records or something mm-hmm. like or like this was like uh, this iron curtain times kind of a thing you know so you, like before the things came from western side mm-hmm. to uh, communist kind of side Country, of country yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastern it, it, Europe. Yeah, yeah, it, it uh, take, took some time, so like maybe one, two, three years, but like there was like guys who was hip, who actually mm. uh, bought records in other countries and brought, brought it in back. And, and, and they put them on program and once in the night program was the uh, fresh release of... Uh, Miles Davis record you were under arrest in okay. this and uh, connected with which was like released like probably half or one year before something when I heard it or like and uh, this decoy and uh, you're under arrest in that there there's where I heard John Schofield play mm. on this record funky and, record yeah, fu- yeah it's like uh, this 80s miles kind of a thing yeah. which I love still maybe people have uh, different opinions about that but for me this is still uh, one of the pillars of my feeling mm. of sound because it mm. this brought me to that music somehow and sure. i dig deeper than i discovered uh, like all the jazz records and everything mm-hmm. but this is still like this yeah. is a spark this will forever stay this general spark. dislike for i think the funky yeah. funky bit of his life people are not people are more they want him to be yeah i mean you know this is like a lot of times in art people want artists to be what they want but artists are what they are actually and like the good artist like miles davis for sure was Hmm. he was able to make himself what he is not what what people want from him and this is important in art yeah yeah but this is this is like also very much questionable like they they see say this and that but you know, the Herbie Hancock said it in one interview, like mm. really nicely, who said like, uh, you, when people talk about Miles and like this turning back things, like he said, he never saw like somebody turning uh, back to the audience. Sure. He just saw a band leader turning to the band, exactly. you know? So like he said, so now, are you judging a Western a symphony orchestra for director to turn back to the audience and Absolutely. like looks to the that, this nobody is speaking, you know? That like is the tradition. About, about Miles Davis is uh, like there was a debate why he is doing that or mm. not. I mean, th- this is all I don't I won't don't want to say a word, but it's like it's like doing something with the bull and something what comes out of our system you know True. it's not <laughs> uh, it it's crap basically you know it's, uh, uh, Miles Davis for me is a big musical spirit which is still uh, like a light on the end of the tunnel for me mm-hmm. and for me is a musical pers- personality which I still was lucky to catch up in my life that he was still alive and records was and nowadays is very much missing for me. I don't know, maybe people might disagree or I totally uh, am on 
people can mm. believe what whatever they want but like in my uh, opinion uh, after miles there was nobody in jazz anymore like till nowadays like with this such a power and charisma like mm. he had like there there are a lot a lot 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 like probably like here in Delhi University or everywhere on the world so many great players and great musicians and great music but this power and charisma that Miles said he was like really like a wherever he went you know like was just record of Miles was coming out and what is this guy gonna do now and mm. what is what new he's bringing you know yeah. he was like uh, always stepping forward for everybody in music you know he, he brought he brought the jazz music on stadiums and like on to the really wide audience you know this is also like influenced uh, the generation modern of, jazz let's yeah. say because like old jazz was actually popular music like this was like a pop music of the times later on 50s. with the bebop jazz turned in another direction you know it turned Parker. into yeah yeah it uh, it with parker yeah, or like everybody this and like oh, miles actually also like he started at understudy point, of, yeah. Sorry. yeah in uh, you know they, they they brought music to uh, another kind of uh, way you know back from from like being really the popular mainstream what jazz on the beginning was you know yeah. they made like a art for yeah. art form yeah yeah or even such Armstrong, you know mm -hmm. like from the start you know from 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 billy bolden and mm -hmm. like king oliver or these guys like in new orleans the jazz was a uh, uh entertaining art form in the True. start you know but with with bebop it became it, it became yeah. like a different it became like a serious art form let's say i mean serious what is serious you know like every music must be serious it's like this is not a good we, word but like yeah. People were not dancing to it anymore. Yeah, let's say let's say it like this. Like, it was not it was for not just fun, swing, just for fun. Just but yeah, 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 yeah. So this, was, so from this point, you know, when this uh, on this point, music like development of jazz turned not in the mainstream way. But Miles was the guy who actually brought all this back to the stadium. So like sure. he played on the huge audiences, like in eighties, yeah. like uh, in Japan, and yeah, all yeah, people, everywhere, like, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it trickled down to Herbie Hancock and all of these other. Yeah. I mean, they're still for report. me, for me, those people who played actually with Miles are still the main pillars of modern jazz music or the, mm -hmm. these guys with the most charisma or most this, uh, I mean, able to, bring this power of music to even uh, though uh, not to be understood wrong you know there's in the in young musicians so much development of music going mm. on nowadays because nowadays everything is accessible so you can go on internet on anything you know any channel youtube whatever you you can learn anything if you want you know so like people with in very young age have a knowledge vast knowledge from different sides but harmony, before melody, yeah harmony melody even music from different parts of the world whatever you want you're interested you can get it you nowadays sure. and so like these prodigies nowadays are really wow amazing but a lot of times it ends there for me you know i'm like wow amazing 
but you know in music of miles or these people was something different when you first heard maybe a lot of times i first heard miles records i didn't even like you know mm. like i had to listen to three four five six times that i started to to like and when i found the beauty need the beauty was so that i couldn't stop listening like which like, is brew it takes time for, yeah, yeah. it's a 20 minute first song yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's it actually is music yeah. which is, but nowadays is like a consumer type so everything must knock on your to 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 like you know uh, come on buy me i was like you know this this music is but and every real music you know if you like from indian music also it's the same thing you know before like through all up and everything then it comes to the point you know it takes some time you know and it say takes a listener to dive into the music sure, you know which sure. is a totally another experience if the music is like just pushing you you know so like how na- come from yeah. miles davis how come you decided to come to india and what was that move about uh it was like you know it is like was shakti uh, shakti a big influence on you l- for sure you know like uh, what i said like when i listened to this first miles davis record that time i didn't know even this is miles davis i just you know, like afterwards a friend of mine got this record and i said oh i heard this on the radio that time what is this what is this and i was like it's miles davis oh miles davis i have to remember this name <laughs> like you know it was like that but what i didn't know that because we had this on the cassettes yeah. that time it was didn't have physical so i didn't know who is playing on the record somehow i get to know that the guitar player was john scofield and i was like a big fan still am of this sound you know it yeah. turned me into that music Funk. and uh, what i didn't know at that time that also john mclaughlin was playing on the this record oh wow yeah like uh, on the you are under arrest net is mclaughlin is playing 3 4 pieces also so it's like so i thought that time i thought this all is john scofield but then later i become to know so that i was the crazy the, bit the, is the, i mean the, they're both totally crazy uh, both big giants of mm. modern guitar playing i mean you know uh, and uh, they're slightly different in, in fact oh they are very much different yeah. but they are all both fusion guitar yeah. kings you know like or or gods however mm. you name it you know and, or there are some more of them alan holes for mm. sure is yeah. one of those british yeah Well, um, Mike Stern was on this Miles the records okay. also like that time. Phenomenal. Yeah, it was like also like uh, but you know for that in the beginning this all was uh, John Scofield to me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I, I didn't I didn't know that. Ne? No, but yeah, with 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 with, uh, with this music through that I become interested in jazz, but it was a long way from me from self thought like don't know nothing about theory you don't even know what is major scale or something sure. you know like because i never learned this like only what we have in the school like but mm. then at the end i saw i they learned me like what is the clef and how is and what is the half note or <laughs> like yeah. quarter note and all that stuff so uh, the basics basics i learned in the primary school actually not in music school you know oh. so like uh, Uh, and but you know i didn't know nothing about theory so when i wanted to go to study jazz this was a long way for me or like a gap i was not able to see that i can cross and it was it happened actually on one concert pet metini he played in ljubljana this was 91 this was like few days before Yugoslavia split split apart when slovenia so became cap- yeah, yeah, yeah independent and pet metini had this concert 
And I, I was atten attending this concert and Lyle Mays, keyboard player, he starts to play. Yeah, yeah, like the song was called, I didn't know this that time, but have you heard? He started to play these chords and this is like, I remember the moment I decided this is what I want to do in life, you know, because before this was so far and at that moment it became clear to me, I have to, Uh, sacrifice my life to music wherever it gets me I have to follow this so then I started like more intensive to learn music theory a mm. uh, little bit of jazz harmony as much as I could and one year after I made my exams on the conservatory in Linz in Austria mm. uh, in the jazz department and I studied there with the uh, Peter Omar, he was my teacher uh, from, he's Australian, guitar, brilliant guitar player still. I mean, I still have those cassettes. I, uh, of his on, music? Yeah, of, of his, his teaching. Oh, wow. He's showing me like playing stuff, you can do this, that, that, that. And <laughs> because we tend to record this on these Walkmans, what was the, like, back the, the cassette day. back in the day, this was the... The thing, but then you can home and listen Philips, to the Philips Walkman. Yeah, I think I don't remember, but it was different. One somebody had a Walkman, and then we borrowed from yeah. another, like put cassette and like record sure. the lesson, and it was amazing. So Peter Omara was my teacher, and also like there was a uh, two other guys who was uh, actually three other guys who made big impact on me, and this was like. Uh, uh, First uh, of them who I met on this school was Doug Hammond. He's a legendary drummer, actually. He was uh, also mentor of Steve Coleman. Uh, okay. Like back in, you know, probably as a saxophone player, you know Steve Coleman. No, uh, no, oh, you should, uh, you should is check. Is that a European sax player? No, no, no. This is full on American. One mm -hmm. of the top players of the, I mean, Check it out, sure, tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Coleman. Steve Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the Doug Hammond was his mentor, actually. Sure. Kind of like his, he was senior to him and he took him to, into his trio. And like Doug Hammond was teaching drums on the conservatory in Linz. So, it was my first thing. I came, like, I was very much afraid coming there in another country, you know, like, oh, you don't know nothing. Like, mm -hmm. and you start one one room, you start to practice like a little bit, and the Doug Hammond comes in, they start to yell at me, what is this? Like, kind of like five minutes. So, I was just going, oh, <laughs> you know, like, and then after five, five, like, oh, it's okay, you're okay. And then, like, mm -hmm. they start to talk. And then, but, I mean, this was like a first impression only. He was, uh, he's, was such a supportive guy and he mm. still is uh, like, uh, he really saw like uh, in people their talent, what they maybe didn't see, but he was able with his knowledge and like uh, visionary. visionary. So he's still a visionary, mm. like a big visionary still. And he founded the basis for this music, what Steve Coleman actually did. You don't know what it's called, like this was later called M-Bass type of like Greg, yeah, Greg Osby was a part of it. Or like Ravi Coltrane also, as son of John yeah, Coltrane, he's a part of, of this this thing. And uh, Gary Thomas, there was like okay. big four saxophone players, like okay. with, but the 
kind of main character in this area was uh, Steve Coleman. So, like Doug Hammond, and there was. Um, it's like avant-garde sort of. It's uh, yeah, it's very funky. It's very rhythmical and it's very like roots-oriented music. But okay. on the other, very advanced, rhythmically very complex music. Mm-hmm. So like polyrhythmical and linear rhythmical, one of the most complex music styles. I'm ever not, existed. I'm not yeah, too yeah. fond of polyrhythmic stuff. I am. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I am. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I am very much into poly... That's also one of the... That answers also your question. Like, yeah. rhythmic part of Indian music is... Wow. You know, like... So you fell in love yeah. with Indian rhythms and... Yeah, yeah. So, like, in uh, in, in the conservatory, there was, like, another guy, uh, like, uh, Alhart Reudinger, who was, like, our improvisation teacher, who opened up the whole the vision of music. So he's a visionary also, sure. like... And there was Harry Sokal, saxophone player, who was teaching uh, uh, improvisation also, but, like, in the basic like play triads play this play this so from all these people i got a lot of for me i'm really grateful to them for all sure. the knowledge they gave me or gave all of us you know i'm still using it still trying to learn it you know mm-hmm. and uh, in this time you know this uh, the head of the school was this alhard reudinger bass very good bass player actually you know from austria and he was very much open. He's architect by the profession also. So he was teaching, he was founding this music conservatory in Linz and teaching in music academy in Graz, Austria. Mm-hmm. And on the same time, he was professor for architecture. On So like, it's really a mind-blowing guy, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, and like he, he was also big fan of like what we now, I don't also like this word, but what we nowadays call called world music you know oh, which yeah. is like what is world music every music on this planet is world music probably but i mean okay it's a term we use for music Zavu. which is just which is just not jazz and it's not classical and it's not uh, you know something what come mix some fusions between. African, yeah but African i mean however he was like he tend to to bring this one this uh, music anthropologist every year for a workshop for a week his name was Stephen Cornelius and he like he once came with Indian music actually with Zakir Hussein's transcriptions of uh, his tabla solos and mm-hmm. I didn't understand it it's nothing that time but what I saw is I'm something I'm really interested in. Né? And if we ask me about Indian music and this relation to Shakti, yes, I heard like Shakti before, but this was even before I decided to study music. This was before this Petnatini concert, I told you. Mm-hmm. you know? and I saw, but we were sitting by the, with my friend and he gave me this record of Shakti, like this, uh, one of the first records. Mm-hmm. Like... It's I don't know. It's a theme they play, and I was like, just what is this? And I heard John McLaughlin play this, and I was this was like I tried to play guitar, and I heard this. Oh What you know? And I was amazed. But then afterwards, you know. 
life went other directions so mm-hmm. but then later on i came through through this you know through these workshops in linz when we started to like he started this guy started to introduce us to indian mm-hmm. music and on the other hand some of my friends uh f- f- uh got somehow in love with india and indian music and they went to on the trip to india and they bought instruments so uh, one uh, friend damir this who introduced me damir vishic he bought sarot and borod jordan he bought tabla and so this was and i was a curious guy just studying starting to study music and mm. like what is it guys you in india what is that happening so i used to go to them and they start to show me the little things that they know and we started to make music together and this was like my first contact which i kept till this was like a beginning of 90s mm. you know and, but it still took me 15 years almost to to, to till t- 2005 that I first time came to india to really um so in the meantime we somehow kept this contact in that way like those two guys was going to india getting some knowledge something mm. and we made some music together and this and that and but otherwise i was more occupied with my jazz and jazz fusion type of projects which mm. i still do which i one i'm doing tomorrow here in this studio i'm very grateful that i, that yeah. I can um uh in the yeah well, after you know i started to after my studies in linz you know uh i went first time to new york to experience that first to visit my friend uh, Igor Lompert a saxophone player uh who we also recorded and uh, played a lot together in mm-hmm. that times you know and he went to study there and like he said come on man there's like it's place for you come you know so i i, I came to new york for uh, i mean i never was i've got i wanted to actually to move to new york but it happened it turned my life turned different so i i got uh my girlfriend at that time got pregnant i got a kid so i story changed so i didn't <laughs> go to new york i stayed in slovenia but you know after that you know uh, my friends st- uh, start to go to live in new york and you know i visit this guy igor you know friend of my saxophone player and immediately i just went there as a tourist but i came home with the record recorded record like for, you know because we was there on the school jamming here and there met mm-hmm. some people and so okay so let's go to the studio i was like you know to go to studio in new york was like wow what, what how you know like this is impossible mm-hmm. and it was no no you see i know studio is very cheap this there we go like this was like really uh, you know i did my first uh, record there and then then it became like a okay so i know if i want to do a record uh, there are like really great musicians all over the place like in in new york it's a crazy city yeah. you know it's like for jazz is a is the city come mm. i mean it's uh, nothing compares to that you know mm. like uh, and uh, it, you know for me it become kind of normal thing to do to to go to record a project in new york so i know the guy from this, this peter car where i recorded most of those things mm. and i recorded some other places also 
that I'm with Reggie Workman, the legendary bass player, okay. who introduced me to a lot of things through his, I mean, his... This was wow. in 90s, mid This was This was like beginning 2000s, like end of 90s, beginning to... First time I went in New York was 2000 exactly, so mm. till zero, zero. And uh, uh, like through, through that, you know, we came back to, to those guys, you know, like uh, who went to India, like Damir and... The, and he he was bringing uh, when I I came from New York with my look. This is my I recorded. Uh, I will release this now. And he he brought something like he recorded in Delhi, yeah. like uh, with with this with Gyan and those, that people that I didn't know by that time. He was like, look, I recorded this in Delhi. So then I said to him, man, why don't we go like once? Let's go together. Let's make let's set up the project and like make music and go to to Delhi and so that's how we came to that point so that we uh, through through those guys you know we met Sharad Gyan Prashant and all those people you know actually they knew Gyan Prashant from the Gander school of music mm. here I think they've or, also been traveling quite a lot huh? they've been traveling for years now yeah yeah Probably that's yeah. where they met yeah yeah but that, that time I think Gyan and Prashant was playing accompaniment on Gander school also from time to time okay. and they they become good friends with Damir and uh, like through that they connected and actually Damir asked them because we so yeah obviously we want to have a tabla player for whatever we do because this is so significant sound sure. you know and we said also we want to have a, like a nice melody player who would be and then Gyan suggested Sharat you know, mm. so like because there was friend, there was like Mrigia together. Uh, mm. I mean, playing also like Shara has like all these heritages from his grandfather Roy Srivastava, who's I'm also very grateful to because I'm through him. I also got a lot of uh, ideas from from that. So that's 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 how we came then to to this thing. Ne? That's when the first album yeah. happened. Yeah, this was this Saga Ragas. Yeah. And then afterward this year we organized some concerts in Slovenia, so some festivals and stuff. So Gian and Sharad came to Slovenia, so we we uh, kind of represented this uh, record. Uh, we did uh, this Sagar Ragas mm. with this. We called the band Sagar. Actually, they called uh, Damir and uh, these guys. This was their start that time, ne? Sure. And uh, they came to the. To Slovenia first time, so we play there, and then at the end of the year, I tend to do the. This was two thousand five December. I tend to do the uh, another record where I included also this, which was a big band record, uh, my first big band record that time, you know, and uh, I called it big band. Yeah, yeah, I called it in pan- India. No, no. Uh, in India, it was released later on, but uh, like I called this big band, I still call this project. I call Pangea, Pangea, Pangea. Yeah, it 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 is why because uh, uh, somehow I feel like all the continents connected together, together like musically. You know, sure. that was the main idea through through the big band or not even necessarily big band through the orchestral type of environment let's mm. say you know so like uh, mainly that I wrote that I write some music uh, mm. uh, and on this music uh, 
you know, somehow I see how I can connect other some other different styles or however you say of music to to this music and like obviously one of most obvious that time was Indian music which I just started to learn at sure. that, that period. So you learned uh, Sarod. From, from Biswajit Rochider. That that's where I started to learn Sarod that time. You In two thousand five. Yeah, that was like my first meeting was like uh, we met and uh, was like he uh, my first that first time I was here I took the first lesson and I was like we met and I was uh, like Guruji I really would love to learn for and he was yes 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 you come like you come here always you come like no problem mm. and this, uh, I was like. Uh, yes, I, I, but I'm leaving on Sunday, so I can come uh, only, I mean, just, but I will be back in the year or something, mm. but now I just want to come to some introduction or something, mm. yeah. and he was like, yes, yes, you can come, every day you can come, no problem, you come five times, no problem, you have... <laughs> Two times, no problem. You come one time, no problem. You don't come, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how I started. Funny. Yeah, the, so, like, uh, then afterwards, when I came back in 2006, I, he gave me, like, tons of material. So, I started to le- really learn. But, like, before I was together with Charat, also, he came to us, he was very helpful. And Gyan for Tala, like, how to understand rhythm and sure. stuff. So that we did, did this project, which is called Pangea, and which is like called in India, is called Fusion Mantra. Ne? This is like uh, a record. This uh, is 2008. 2005. 2005. Yeah, and be December 2005. And uh, like in this record, the, all those tendencies of world music are kind of there. You know, my interest to Indian music, my interest to African music, sure. which is there also. Like uh, that time I played with the group of uh, drummers who were like in Slovenia, they was tending to do African music. And there was like obvious choice was the Balkan music because like we are actually very close to to that culture somehow because, because of the of... history and the, and the geographical is very close and you know it's a it's a kind of part of our culture so like this with balkan or balkan gypsy music and obviously jazz just fusion rock type of things sure. sorry so all the all that uh, made made something like what i did in this Pangea project and I did another one then in 2012 we did with also a lot of things so this was another and actually this year was supposed to happen third edition but uh, it didn't work out with fundings because uh, the these projects are pretty expensive I mean sure. yeah I mean you know if you and like I'm really thankful to everybody who actually contributed on any of those recordings of mine you know because it's uh, uh it never can be paid like it should be or like you know because a lot of times this is very enthusiastic job we do and sure. i'm very grateful that that we can do it you know but with the big orchestra is uh much heavier because like uh, I, what i wanted to do now is orchestra with the uh brass sex like let's say six piece uh three saxophones uh, trombone uh, and two trumpets or something like this sure. La- and then uh, 
then uh, with the string section and with the vocal section like western type of choir yeah. you know like so but to use uh, uh, let's say a sound this is so that will suit my music but it tend to become like this project to be where this is like 40 people at least on stage mm. you know and like to bring all those and like guests from all par- parts of the world like what i did in in a guest from India, for sure, you know, like uh, Sharat and Gyan, for sure, they are like uh, kind of my. This my happens. Work. Yeah. Do you want to record this in India, or do you want? Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do this in Slovenia, but uh, it it won't happen now because, uh, or maybe it will. But if somebody, if I get funding, so if somebody is out there to give me fundings, I will be very grateful. Sure. But uh, uh, you know. Uh, Otherwise, when the right time will come, it will happen anywhere. We was also talking like to to make it through like this Sharad Festival, Strings of the World, maybe mm. here. But I would love to do it here. You you maybe has the idea how, where to get uh, the you know saxophone players or trumpet or horn players. You know, for sure, I have a few friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Can so that if if this uh, this can be a nice start for the idea. Yeah, so. The, because India to do this here would be from this other side many options to have many guests from like India is so culturally rich like how often many, do you come to India oh it's hard to say I mean in these 15 years I was so many I couldn't count how many times so, I was here yeah, so but, do you function here for a few months and then go back mainly I was longest period was three months actually but uh, mainly I come for a short time and uh, for a big action in the short time uh, mm. so as much as possible so I was tending to get as much lessons when I start to come or like play nowadays do as much uh, concerts or recordings or whatever when you when I'm here you know mm. like uh, uh, and then you know I I came at least once every year, but like I came also like it happened that we I came four times in one year. So like we have four tours, like four short tours that we played. Mm. So it's a it's a kind of uh, yeah, do you, part of what I do nowadays. So do, yeah. do you feel that? Uh, do you feel a difference between the way Indian musicians function? Or, or you know back home what what's what's similar what's you know? I mean you know I feel the difference how every musician function to another sure. actually we are all different but yeah obviously there are big differences and there there are also big similarities like it's both for me you know it's like uh, on the one hand uh, you know for me when I first time came to India it was like uh, 13 14 year after i started my studies on the sure. conservatory so mm. i was kind of already had some records out you know i was not uh, kind of i felt you know like you were you're settled a little into music you know sure. you're not a total beginner anymore like you so i mean you still i mean in music everybody is always a beginner because in the music there is always a beginning if you want to continue it's not it's yeah. never i mean it's never You're ending always story yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but anyway so uh, what i what i meant i was not a totally little baby in music so and when i when i first time came to india you know i felt like a 
total infant which doesn't know nothing so like mm. even with uh, whatever i knew from my world with this music i couldn't really play a note to be and that was what was amazing me like you know how you know like so th- there is a big difference but uh, through studying the differences you know like because mm-hmm. when i started to try to study indian music you know i saw one thing you know i have to pick up an indian instrument for sure because this will bring me close through the instrument already closer to the music so that was sarod was a kind of logical decision and also because of like friend of mine already played it and so i knew how instrument works and similar technique like guitar and everything like that so i knew i had to pick up indian instrument and mm. i have i i also knew sub- subconsciously that i have to start to think in indian way i have to start to think in sare gama pa you know not in C D F G or do re mi fa so or however mm. we tend to think this is like it's a it's maybe simple small things everybody's wow but it's so important because like from the start you you your thoughts come from the roots of what you do not from that you translate the thoughts to somewhere else because it's a, if you have sariga and then you tend to to translate this into C D E or do re mi you know mm. like i think harmony also uh, takes uh, like yeah. a back seat and melody becomes more important yeah this is like you know like if you see this is another thing you know even harmony harmony and melodies is everywhere also in in, in the harmony is a part of natural sound you know so it's True. like and it's like probably the oldest harmony comes from africa mm. i would say you know because like they tend to play like polyphonic stuff for sure was invented in africa because mm-hmm. they they come uh, through balafons and through those mm-hmm. which are ancient instruments you know like in the voice this is like three voice immediately mm-hmm. coming yeah like naturally you know so but like the science of uh, harmony was done in europe actually like mm. how harmony works for especially for choir and for orchestras and how to orchestrate this is like a big achievement in european uh, music and it's a big part of music which uh, for which melody and rhythm both was kind of sacrificed in western classical music if you see like you know because like if it's melody is alone it's if it's going on its own then melody is free you can do like in in indian music melody is melody free, is free melody is absolutely free you have a solo is who who is uh, who decides what's going to happen with the melody on the spot i mean obviously he there knows is a context. So there is exactly. a context there is a story behind you mm-hmm. know like but but how you express in that moment like or you will go this or this way is a decision of artists on the spot now which yeah. is like in in western terms of music is not possible because if you'll have the whole orchestra and everybody will decide on their own whatever whether there's gonna it's uh, so like it's uh melodies is a lone goer somehow mm. you know like you can go oh i can go to oh no i go right because i love this side more let's say you know sure. but but you know the 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 harmony tends to to give this military uh, like touch to the music so like every note becomes a soldier of harmony you know mm. so like it's harmony it's if you have a chord like i'm a c major chord c e g is like 
Ding, ding, ding. C, yes. E, yes. G, yes. We are here standing for the mm. harmony to bring together C major chord. Mm. So like, you know, notes become stiff in Western world. So like mm. notes become like T, 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 like, like a soldier would be like this you know sure. so like it's it's like it's totally different like because it's like melody is the note of its own has yeah. its own freedom true which in harmony is actually not possible because if note will be free it's like like soldiers walking everybody in his own way so will step on each one another feet and fell down you know so it's that's that's uh, that's how this, but this is one of the differences what i want to talk is more like similarities and this was like also the idea of this pangea project what i did or like fusion mantra high is called uh, here this first edition what we did uh, in india um is uh, uh this uh, you, you know we are all different hmm. obviously but you know we can connect through common points you know and for me like uh, research is is where the where the common points in in music are sure. you know like in it like in every music is this is incredible because it's language without talking and like you, if you're a musician you come on another part of the world and you hear a musician you will understand i mean you will understand the story what he is telling to you yeah, without all the, with all the same yeah and you will play him some notes and he will understand your story and you don't even know the language of each Actually. other so to speak and this this is amazing but i was thinking through what this happens you know and i see it's like in the, every music there is a note you know mm-hmm. like on the one side there is a pitch like it said not not maybe a note but it's a pitch you know like you go with the no certain and this is understand this is a physical thing so it's understandable to everybody you know mm-hmm. and there and there is a if there is not a rhythm is at least a pulse so mm-hmm. like there's something like with, 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 when this pitch becomes uh, when you put it in time you know it's put it on some kind of a pulse so like this is like a, two common things every music on this planet has in common sure and if you look through that like through that perspective then you see like all the varieties music becomes like uh, whatever can you do with this pitch hmm. and whatever can you do with this pulse and actually the harmony itself is is uh multi melody let's say it is yeah yeah it's a uh, it's harmony is a, actually a development of a melody so uh, sure. even at the end you know the harmony actually ate the melody it's because like the melody becoming it's a lot of time in function of harmony so like you know if there's harmony if this c major so this note can be played this cannot be played in melody this can be there this cannot be there because it's yeah, like it should, can, it should be uh, harmony harmony makes a rule like this is c major bang this is this note like this is g major that notes you know so like it harmony becomes a ruler that's why the melody was but was like what we talked before was put down a little bit or like this must become more stiff like it's yeah. this i didn't understand when i watched the documentary of ravi shankarji mm. he was the, like difference between indian and western music he was saying like that time i didn't was not the, this was before my 
coming to India, ne? Uh, so like, yeah, for like in India, all music are like, all notes are like rounded and like uh, in Western, all the notes are angled. Mm. But now I'm completely aware why, uh. what he was talking because it's not ding, 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 ding. It's There's more flow to it. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's instead in Western, if you play this on piano, it can be ding, 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 ding. You know, like mm. it's uh, becomes becomes like really puck, puck, puck. And uh, this is all the varieties, how you express through this pitch and through this pulse of mm. music. And these are both basic. Actually, if we go forward, even more forward physically, there is actually only the rhythm. Hmm. You know, because also the melody, the African rhythm, yeah, melody. but the, yeah, the African, but physically, you know, like if you see, I will say you have a like a garden, you hmm. see, let's say, and in the garden, uh, there like grass, and, and like if you see close, you see every plant growing sure. up, yeah, ne? and when you stay you go on the upper floor or you look from the helicopter to the same or whatever down you will see only the green like you do we will not see every plant True. separate Detailing. you know the and like they say if you have a rhythm rhythm is slow and then you increase the tempo at some point you know our perception change like here in the vision it changes if you see close you see the details if you see from blood you see like big green thing you know sure in the, if for rhythm if if it comes to the certain speed like of this pulse let's say a pulse is the basis for the rhythm sure. actually you know this rhythm is advanced pulse somehow and eh? uh, if this pulse comes to the certain frequency it stops to be like it stops to be like tuk, 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 and it becomes a note hmm. you know so at a certain point the 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 rhythm become but it's still the same rhythm our per, only our perception is different but basically it's, it is a rhythm sure. so for me like at the end of the day then it's only rhythm it's a also only a question of human perception either if it's enough slow that you can recognize it as a rhythm or is fast enough that you can recognize it as a note Melody. so but still these are obviously two worlds wherein our minds function very much differently so they are like two different worlds which make together the whole world of music sure, man. so and this is what connects i feel Uh, perfect I mean and so what are you looking forward to now now that you're here now are you making yeah, an album uh, yeah like tomorrow we are uh, recording a trio like a, some trio I wrote like it's probably I don't like this music style terms but whatever probably is like a jazz fusion type of a trio mm. like which is in my kind of way I do, you know, uh, and uh, in this way I also tend to connect some, you know, I, a lot of times now it became part of my compositional expression, like to to take either rhythmic or melodic elements from uh, also Indian music, let's mm. say, I, what, what I did now, I took some like this, uh, 
mainly South Indian structures like Corvais and in, included in some compositional mm-hmm. parts of the songs I do. But not in purpose, I want to do this was going to be Corvais, but just to, you know, like for me, it's uh, like all these uh, compositions, uh, also like rhythmic compositions. Mm-hmm. I'm so amazed. And it's like a big inspiration for me to to put notes or chords on them and sure. like get some another sound maybe you don't even if you listen to this you don't even know this is like some very indian influence because it's not at all sounding indian because mm. i tend to play over with totally style where i come from you know and mm-hmm. yeah so, so this is what i'm gonna do but otherwise you know i i just came now i came from bamako uh, mm. west africa where I did a project with uh, musicians nowadays, also friends, mm. like we tend to do music for some five, six years together now. Sure. From West Africa, from Mali, Bamako, ne? and uh, I just finished there also. We did some recording sessions and there's lots of new material coming. But otherwise, I don't tend too much to think what I'm going to do. I just wrote also string quartet for, uh, you know, for, uh, uh, like, I didn't have a plan to do it, you know, sure. but I just did. Actually, I did. It on so the, you're almost on the, on, on the on, I did it on the, on the airport. Line. Nobody will believe me, but still, this is serious music, what I wrote. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I couldn't believe myself, I did, you know, when I listened or sh- looked after when I came to India, you know, I did actually on, on the airport while waiting for eight hours. I, I make, made a suite like a... Did you write eight, it down? Eight, yeah, I wrote, I wrote it down like an eight piece, like totally composed, no improvisation. Just for string quartet, like classical string quartet, viol, two violin, one first, second violin, viola and cello, you know. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'll find the mad uh, enough uh, string players who mm. will try to, because music is pretty complex, what I wrote. So there it's like as, intuition... Yeah, yeah, but I, I just knew I have to do it. I didn't ask myself. I, I knew I have to, like, eight hours to, like, kill on that airport. But, you know, like, it's... Uh, yeah, take a break. This is <laughs> what we saw here. So yeah, I think... Like, the- just, just, to, just to finish, what I say uh, is... Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is what I also did. And this also comes from this idea, what, what I wanted to say. I don't want to have a plan what I want mm. want to do. I'm, you know, because I saw with with the with the plan that and when I, okay, you have to uh, check out for your projects and you have like some projects, let's say the orchestra projects, they need a lot of preparation, mm. like. But you know, some where where my ideas go, you know, if I force my ideas go, let ideas go there or. I should be open to ideas and from the ideas come come then uh, chances for projects and then you do projects and like true projects wherever they go, you know, but I I would not like to say what I'm going to be doing next year or next five years. So like maybe I know I'm I'm coming home. I have the festival to play on the end of March with the trio or some things. I know some some things in advance but what what i will creatively do i want to keep open because like sure. only like that 
it happened. If, if I say now I have to compose this and this and that, okay, if somebody pays me a lot of money and like really wants to do that, okay, I'll try to do it for you. But whatever I do for myself, I don't want to plan actually. I don't want to have a plan what to do. Mm-hmm. That's the best plan. Yeah. That's that's a good note to think take a break for now. And as a as someone who's uh, grown up in this music scene, I think it's 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 an honor to talk to you because yeah. there's, there's hardly any people with this kind of perspective that I know of who would like uh, to keep things I, open. I don't know about that. I, this is first. Thank you for having me here here once again. Thanks to the university and thanks to Soundtrack Studio and Sidan and everybody to invite me and yeah, I think whoever has credit Shivank yeah. Shivank Sh- Gupta Shivank, yeah, his, I think we should introduce as well. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I hope uh, the the kids who are listening to you and the kids who listen to this podcast understand that all of this is being done so that you can kind of document uh, these times because. and i mean it's it's an honor to have you here and it's an honor to be around people who have spent their lives yeah, doing yeah. music or spend their lives dedicated to music this episode of du cassettes was hosted by abhi sharma du cassettes is produced by shivang gupta and sidan bhatia our recording engineer is pratya sharir du cassettes is recorded at soul track studios tune in next monday ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट